I want to introduce somebody that you would not consider to be a friend of mine because our ideology is very different from one another. But I have known this person for many, many years. He's always been very kind to me, very warm, very nice. Just saw him at Fox recently, gave each other a big old hug. And uh, I have a lot of respect for this person, even though we may not agree on views. And I do consider him a friend. It's more than a pleasure to have on the program. Michael Reagan, who is son of former U.S. President Ronald Reagan, president of the Reagan Legacy Foundation, a motivational speaker, a conservative media commentator for Newsmax. He's uh, also been for many years a conservative talk show host. He authored many successful books. He has a best-selling autobiography on the outside looking in. He also wrote Twice Adopted, based on his personal story. And his most recent book is Lessons My Father Taught Me, The Strength, Integrity, and Faith of Ronald Reagan, all available at Amazon.com. Please get one of those. Michael's also founder and chairman of the Reagan Group. All his activities can be found on his website, Reagan.com. Michael, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me on the show. It's a pleasure to have you with us. It's good to be on with you. Um, uh, uh, Michael, um, I, I have to say, I saw online comments that you were making uh, regarding Donald Trump on Twitter. And is it fair to say that you were railing against Donald Trump because, you know, people are saying Reagan's son rails against Trump in fiery tweet storm. Is that a, is that a fair and accurate, uh, uh, you know, a description of what was going on there? Oh, absolutely right. I was what I was railing against was the fact that I was very upset uh, with the fact that uh, Trump over the weekend uh, decided to infer that Hillary was somehow not faithful and cheating on her husband, and then following it up with who can blame her, and then making fun of her uh, when she fell going into her limo uh, when everybody knows now that she was ill with pneumonia. And I thought that was just absolutely outrageous. It was uncalled for. And I said in one of my tweets, I said, if this is, if this is the Republican Party of the day, then we Reagans just don't need to be part of that uh, because that's just something none of us would ever, ever support. And that's just one of the things, you know, I learned, by the way, from my father through all the years of campaigning. As a true conservative, and I have many friends like you that are true conservatives and um, a staunch uh, GOP Republican loyalist, are, are you, in a sense, are you still in a cycle of disbelief that this guy actually is the Republican nominee in this year of 2016? Yeah, I'd like to be in disbelief, but uh, you know, the, the fact is he is the nominee. Because I believe, you know, not to throw stones or whatever at the industry I was in for 26 years, the one that you're in, but I really think he is a product of really talk radio and social media. Because if you listen to Donald Trump and those areas that he goes out and he speaks about, it really are issues that conservative talk radio has been talking about for 20 years. All he did was take it to a different level, and I think that those people you see in the audience applauding are those people who have followed talk radio for the last 20 years, feel that they finally now have a spokesperson outside of Rush or Sean or Mark or any one of the conservatives in talk radio, and I think that's one of the reasons you haven't seen his, uh, his, his support grow much past what it is, because the base is out of talk radio and out of social media. Uh, one of the tweets that you had, Michael, you said, and I quote, no way do I or would my father support this garbage. How does it make you feel? when Donald Trump tries to liken himself or makes references to your 
father, President Ronald Reagan, and tries to compare himself. Well, I think it's not just him. It's like the whole party. You're making references to to Ronald Reagan. And, and, uh, you know, it's interesting because I have a daughter, 33, Ashley. You know, and she says, you know, my friends have no idea who Ronald Reagan is. I know who he is because he was my grandfather. But, you know, this generation, millennial generation, what have you, you know, keep on talking about Ronald Reagan to them. They just look at you and say, what did he do? They don't know. Uh, you know, you talked about it just a few minutes ago that um, when you heard uh, Trump attacking Hillary when she, you know, had pneumonia and also the accusation that she had been unfaithful to her husband, former President Bill Clinton, who we know was unfaithful uh, to her. Was that the straw that broke the camel's back or was that the first thing he said? And I, and I ask that because he said a lot of things contrary uh, to what your father said. Um, when your father was running for president, when he was governor of California, the state both you and I live in, and when he was uh, president of the United States, um, you know, issues of uh, immigration, um, you know, issues of, uh, you know, trying to ban an entire uh, religion, um, ju- just the insults and the lack of acting presidential, if you will, uh, you know, I, I don't see any of your father uh, at all in, in Donald Trump. So, you know, was that the straw that broke the camel's back or, yeah, I, anyway, where you said enough? I, I've, I can't remain silent anymore. I, I really couldn't. I've been tweeting quite a bit, too, and I said also in a tweet that Nancy would never support and vote for Donald Trump uh, because of the attacks on women, the attack on Hillary. My, and my father and, and my stepmother had great respect for those who had served in the Oval Office. Why do you think he wore a suit every day to work? Uh, he had great respect. He may disagree with them politically, but he had great respect. And when somebody starts disrespecting people from that level, it was very bothersome uh, to my to my dad and also to my stepmother. And, and that's why I could sit there and say, well, Nancy would never sign on and, and vote for, uh, you know, vote for uh, Donald Trump because of the attacks on women. And you see in all the polls the problems he has with women. Um, and he needs to he needs to deal with that. I think last night, you know, in the debates, you know, even though I think Michael Pence won it and everybody said that, even Chris Matthews, it, it, I think it's his demeanor that really won over over what Kane said. But one of the things that Kane did. Hold on, Michael. Hold on. We got to take a quick break. You know how this works. Okay. Up against the break, we'll be right back with Michael Reagan, son of President Ronald Reagan, talking about how uh, Donald Trump is uh, not somebody he would support. Court, no way do I or would my father support this garbage, is what he said. We'll be back with him right after this. We are back on the Welcome, welcome back only to Democracy in Talk Radio. Getting to our guest in just a moment here, but I need to tell you first that GEICO has been saving people money for over 75 years. Back with our guest here on the only true democracy in talk radio. More than a pleasure to have him with us. He's Michael Reagan, son of former U.S. President Ronald Reagan, president of the Reagan Legacy Foundation, motivational speaker and a conservative media commentator for Newsmax. His, his latest book is Lessons My Father Taught Me, The Strength, Integrity and Faith of Ronald Reagan, available at Amazon.com. Mike, thanks for holding and, and welcome back. Um, if I could just, yeah, let, let me finish the story about Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I, want to, I was going to have you do that, so go ahead. <laughs> the, the thing about last night was when the issue came up, you know, in, in the debate and what have you, and, and you had Kane. 
sit there and say, hey, you know, when Hillary said what she said about all the Trump supporters or half the Trump supporters, next day she apologized. The fact is that Trump's never apologized for anything. It's absolutely true. And it would go a long way. I mean, they keep on equating Donald Trump and, uh, to my father. But my father apologized for things that he did wrong. Iran-Contra, you know, he, he went on and he apologized. My God, he told a joke during the campaign uh, of 1980 about the Polish and had to go on TV and buy time and apologize to Polish people for telling a joke I told him at Thanksgiving dinner at the ranch that he thought was very, very funny, and it was. But, you know, he swallowed his pride and he went out and he apologized. You look what he was able to accomplish after he made apologies, even when people didn't think he should apologize. Changed the world when he was president, went on to become the nominee of the party. So I, I get a little tired of people using my father's name, but not learning from my father what made him who he was. I told one of the stories in, in the book, Leslie, about uh, Alec Baldwin. I run into Alec Baldwin walking out of the gym a couple of years ago. And I went up to him, I said, Mr. Baldwin, my name is Michael Reagan. Jane Wyman's my mother. And he looked at me and I said, well, I said, I thought I'd tell you who my mom was, because I was worried if I told you who my dad was, I'd have to duck. <laughs> and, and he kind of chuckled at that. And we talked about the bear from Hunt for Red October that my father got that he gave to his grandson, my son Cameron. And we laughed about that. And he said, you know, I'm so glad you stopped me. I said, why? He says, because I was having dinner with some friends the other night, and I was telling them how much I miss your father. I said, you miss my father. You never voted for my dad. You railed against everything he ever did. He said, I know. But I've come to realize since we lost him that your father had a really good soul. And what the world is missing today is that kind of soul and how I wish we had it back. Leslie, I never heard a conservative Republican put it in that context of what Alec Baldwin did with me back a couple of years ago walking out of the gym. Wow. Uh, a very, very interesting. Yeah, you said something that gives me chills, to be honest. And something else that gave me chills is something that you said, Michael. I didn't leave the party. The party left me. Talk to me about that, because you know I'm a Democrat. And I, if somebody, because, I mean, a lot of people say Trump hijacked the party. Um, or did the party just follow the Pied Piper? I think the, the party followed the Pied Piper, Hyde to follow the Pied Piper, the Pied Piper to an extent at that level. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, the Republican Party, it, I mean, it, I'm a Republican, born a Republican and, and what have you, and it's, you know, I sit there with this election and I'm just so frustrated. Uh, but, you know, this is a party that would not renominate Ronald Reagan, but vice versa, your party wouldn't renominate John F. Kennedy. My father would be too liberal, he'd be a rhino, Kennedy would be too conservative. I mean, that's how much we've changed since the 1960s. And, and, and so both, both parties have changed, and I don't think they've changed for the better, either one of them, because they've become so polarized that nothing anymore really gets accomplished in Washington, D.C. And that, that's what is really sad, because there's a whole group in the middle sitting there saying, will somebody do something for me? And you have the polarization of both parties. My sister, Maureen, back in 1966, when my dad was running for governor, 65, I'm 20 years old, and I said to Merm, I said, Merm, what's the difference between a, a liberal and a conservative, a Democrat and a Republican? Oh, she said, that's so easy. 
Michael. I said, what is it? She says, think of a fuselage of an airplane. And people get on the plane. Some people sit on the right. Some people sit on the left. And the plane goes down the runway and it takes off. And the people on the right side of the plane look out the window, see people sitting on the right wing. The people on the left look out the window, see people sitting on the left wing. She says, Michael, that's okay. Because they're all still part of the plane. When you have to worry is when there's people that meet under the plane. Because when they start flying the plane, the world's in trouble. Well, Leslie, guess what? They're flying the plane. Wow. I like that. I like that. And also, if the plane were going down, I think people on the left and the right would forget left and right, and I'll just be human beings on that same plane. Hey, we're on this plane, and we've got to help each other, right? Uh, you have urged the chairman of the Republican National Committee to take a stand against Trump, Reince Priebus. Um, how, how likely is that to happen? Has he responded to your urging? No, I mean, no, he's going to call me. I got an email from going to call me. I mean, but he, he can't do it. But it, it, what, what bothers me is, what bothers me if I accept Trump, do I have to accept the things that he says about people? I mean, I have a Latina daughter-in-law. I have a Latina granddaughter. You know, it, it, it's, it's very confusing on all this stuff. Because if you accept him, you have to accept all those things that go, go with him. And, and that's what's bothersome. And how is he going to, in fact, overcome that? I'm not going to sit there and vote for Hillary on, on Election Day. I, I think that we're in trouble no matter which direction we go uh, on Election Day at this point in time. And, and it's sorry to see the country in that, in that position. But I can't accept those things. If I was the RNC chairman, I'd have to say, get behind me, Satan, on some of these things they said, the... The, the way he's treated other candidates running against the way he's treated um, other people, Hispanics, women, and so on. And it's and I, I know there's a whole group of, of Trumpsters out there who get mad every time I tweet and attack me on my Twitter handle and, and attack me on Facebook and so on. But somebody has to stand up and say, wait a minute, are we really accepting of this? And then what makes me really upset is when we're accepting of this and then we try to cloak it in, the, in, in Ronald Reagan's clothing. And I just, that's what just really, really ticks me off. I want to, I, I want to I, I ask you a number of things. Uh, somebody uh, tweeted, and please, uh, I don't know the answer to this, and I would imagine you do, Michael. Uh, Michelle tweets, it's weird, Donald Trump's using Reagan advisors uh, in, in regard to you talking, you know, like this against Trump. Is it true that your dad's former advisors are advising and helping uh, Donald Trump? I fired Paul Manafort when my dad was running for governor or president of the United States. I'm the guy Ronald Reagan called in the morning in New Hampshire primary to to fire Paul Manafort uh, for me to approve it uh, because I was very involved with the campaign back in 1980. Uh, Merm and I both were, and you know I sat down and told my dad the problems that Paul Manafort was going to bring to the campaign, and. You know, and he did bring those problems. My dad lost Iowa, and I was the only one that told him he was going to lose. My dad called me on the morning of the election primary to approve the the letter going out, press release going out, firing Manafort, Stone, Black, and and Sears. And and like I, I said to people, I said, you, you know, when the Republicans call me, uh, you know, what you need to do is come to me with this this fountain of information I've got instead of just looking for my name and. You think that I'm going to give you the mantle of Ronald Reagan. Why don't you sit down with me and just get the knowledge I have from all those years with my father 
whether running for governor, running for the presidency of the United States, when he was president of the United States, the private conversations that, in fact, I had with him. But nobody wants that. All they want is the mantle, you know, of, of Ronald Reagan. And so you look at the advisors to him, you know, the advisors that he's had on staff, except for uh, the person running his, his uh, super uh, program over there, really none of them won the campaigns. My dad, Paul Manafort, never won a campaign with my father. Uh, and none of them did. But yet they keep on saying they, that they were part of it. No, they weren't. Michael, uh, you just said you think um, we're in trouble in November. You also said that your stepmom, Nancy Reagan, would have voted for Hillary Clinton um, yeah. if she, if she uh, you know, were with us. Um, do you mind me asking, if do you stay home? Do you do you look at a Gary Johnson or Jill Stein, or do you hold your nose and vote for Hillary? Because I know you're not going to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, well, let, let me tell you, you and I both live in California, right? It yep. doesn't matter what I do on Election Day. You still got to vote, Michael. Come on. <laughs> I, I know. I, I realize that. But I look at my ballot. I keep on looking for Republicans on the ballot. <laughs> There's just no Republicans on the ballot at all. Whether it's the United States Senate, United States Congress, no Republicans, no Republicans. You know, I look at the Assembly District, no Republicans. I look at my Senate districts, there's no Republicans. And what's sad is the fact one of my best friends, wife's the one that wrote the 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 bill that was voted on by the electorate to change the way we vote in California to what it is today. And they're great friends of mine and great Democrats, by the way. But, it, I mean, yeah, I'm going to vote, but I'm going to choose in California which Democrat to vote for. Well, uh, yes, except for, pre- except for president, though. And I'm sorry to put you on the spot, except for president. Do you know who you're going to vote for? And if so, would you share that? No, I mean, I really, uh, no, I'm not going to vote for Johnson. I mean, listen, they don't know where Aleppo is. I'm not voting for those people. <laughs> uh, my God. I mean, where's Aleppo? Name a leader. Uh, I don't know. Those are not the people. That You know, you could do an ad. This is your brain. This is your brain on marijuana. Yeah. Uh, and it, it would pass muster with that. You know, I I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I might end up, you know, uh, voting for for Trump. I, but really, California, I'm not going to vote for Hillary on this thing. I sit there, I look at this. If Trump doesn't win this next debate, there's nothing to worry about because he's not going to go on at all to win the president of the United States. I look at the campaign. I'm concerned that he has no ground game. That in fact, Hillary has the ground game. Why? She's a politician. She understands the ground game. You understand the ground game. I understand the ground yeah. game. And 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 you don't do it with free media and hope everybody's going to show up and vote for you on election day. So, so but I have to ask you. You said you won't. You, you said you won't vote for Gary Johnson. I know you're not going to vote for Jill Stein. You know it's a two party race. You said you're not going to vote for Hillary. You're talking against Donald Trump. You just said no, if he if he loses the next debate, he won't win. But let's talk before that next debate on Sunday, and I will be in St. Louis for that. Trump has slid in the if, polls. If, after- if the election were held, if the election were held today, I would vote down to. You would. Oh, okay. All right. If and and but Trump has slid in the polls. He's had a series of unfortunate events this past week. He has a lackluster performance in the debate uh, this past Monday. 
regardless of what happens Sunday, do you think this guy can win? And even if he does well in the debate on Sunday, and I'm not so sure he will in that town hall uh, setting, um, it, it, do you think that even though the poll numbers are close, remember, you know, Obama was only up uh, over Romney by 0.7, but when you look at the Electoral College, do you really think, because you're very experienced in this, not only having worked for your dad when he was governor, when he was president, uh, you know, but as a political talk show host, writer, speaker, et cetera, for years, uh, do you think that Donald Trump has any chance truly of being our next president? The only chance Donald Trump has is Hillary Clinton. I mean, Hillary Clinton's lucky Donald Trump's on the Republican side, and Donald Trump's lucky it's Hillary Clinton on the other side. If anyone else in the Republican Party would have won the nomination, this election would be absolutely over at this point in time. But she's lucky she got Trump, and he's lucky he got Hillary. And so that that's where this election is at this point. Who do you hate the least on November 8th? And the person you hate the least on November 8th will, in fact, win the election to become the next president of the United States of America. And that's the way it's really going to work at this point in time. And if you had to bet money and go to Vegas, who who would you not root for as you're voting for, but who would you put your money as to being hated if, less by America? The vote today, I would vote, I would vote on Hillary, that she would win it as of today. I would put money on Hillary for that. And if you look at the money, uh, if, if you pay attention, maybe you do, to the bets of money that are going down on who's going to win the next election, they're very often not off at all. Yeah. Uh, the money right now is, in fact, on Hillary, and that, uh, that, that, that concerns me, her being in the White House and being president of the United States of America. So I don't think that she, I think if she wins, I think Putin wins. Well, see, I think the other way, right? I think if Trump wins, I think Putin wins. That's a whole other conversation. Well, Putin may, uh, Putin may win if anybody wins. Unfor- unfortunately, 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 I hope you're wrong, but I, I fear you might be right uh, in, in that statement to a degree. Uh, Trump's campaign announced that it's going to be giving away a print of your father, a Reagan print, to donors, um, even though uh, Trump took out ads in major newspapers criticizing your father's foreign policy uh, during the 1987 campaign uh, to promote his book. I mean, this guy is all over the place. Um, and, you know, we, we know that Donald Trump has incited political violence. Uh, he's lied on a serial level. He, he seems to be rampantly xenophobic, racist, a misogynist, certainly a birther, repeatedly pledged to ban all Muslims, 1.6 billion people, fastest growing religion in the world. The list goes on. Um, how, how does this make you feel? And can you guys do anything to stop it? Yeah, it just, again, and this is the thing that bothers me. To say those things, be in that position, and then tie yourself to Ronald Reagan. And and if you think about it, no way would Ronald Reagan be supportive of photographs being given out of him uh, because of all those things. I mean, be your own person. My God, give out autograph pictures of yourself. You know, the, the, this party, the Republican Party is now no longer the party of Reagan. I mean, the party of Reagan is, gosh, 80 years old. That's the party of Reagan. Some are 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. You know, it is now the party of Trump. So play off yourself, but don't tie yourself to, to somebody like Ronald Reagan, who was beloved by, you know, Ronald Reagan won because people who didn't even agree with him politically voted for him. Because 
just like Alec Baldwin said, he had a good soul. Right. People, you know, li- people, people liked the man. Definitely people liked uh, your dad. And I like you, Michael, and I'm glad you came on today. We are out of time, but thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're quite busy. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Michael. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Reagan World. That's R-E-A-G-A-N. Website, Reagan.com. Also, ReaganLegacyFoundation.org. He's president of that. Founder and chairman of the Reagan Group. And like I said, check it all out on Reagan.com. Go to Amazon, buy his latest book, Lessons My Father Taught Me, The Strength, Integrity, and Faith of Ronald Reagan. I got one in the mail. I've read a little bit of it. It is interesting. Uh, Michael's a good writer. It's a good read.